0: Hello, and welcome to the third season of the Excel Still More podcast. I am your host, Chris Emerson, and I'm here to encourage you with tips and strategies to help you deepen your faith, build stronger relationships, and do the most with your life in Christ. Thank you for joining. Let's get started. Welcome back to the program as we kick off the month of February 2021 with the exciting and exhilarating show topic, I am discouraged. And this isn't as much a confession as it is an awareness project. While I am not discouraged today, and I don't plan to live this year that way, I do confess I have been. I can tell you that in the last 12 months from today, I have said these words on more than a few occasions, and maybe some variety of it, like, I am disappointed, or I am disheartened. I've typed it, I've said it, and I've shown it. Have you? I think the answer might be yes, as I have conversed with Christians in the last year, friends, and family. I have heard these same words spoken or illustrated in a variety of different ways and associated with a wide range of topics. In fact, I sat down one day this week and tried to type out the different topics concerning which I have heard Christians express their discouragement. I thought I would come up with maybe 10 different things, but the list quickly exploded to 39 different things, and I would like to read that list to you as we get started. In this list are a few things that associate directly with me, but not all of them, and maybe a few of these things will be squarely within your view when you look back at things you've said or thought recently. And lest this list seem inconceivably bloated to you, just remember how difficult these last 12 months have been. I know that there are always things that people can become discouraged about throughout all of history, but did you know that we are approaching the one-year mark of the COVID effect on the United States of America? It was almost exactly one year ago today, that we were first alerted about the dangers of this disease in our country. And those dangers have turned out to be very real. And when you add to all of that a tense and contested election, as well as racial issues and unnecessary violence, there are a lot of things that have gotten people down. And God's people apparently have not been impervious to that. Maybe you can add to this list from your own life or what you have heard, but see if any of this rings a bell for you. People say things like, I am discouraged by politicians, their immorality or their policies. I am discouraged by citizens, voters, and rioters among them. I am discouraged by family, close family, and the decisions that they've made, extended family and their behavior, I am discouraged by brethren, elders who did not listen to my ideas, the preacher and the things that he has said or not said, the weak among the brethren who need to grow up, or the strong among the brethren who flaunted. I am discouraged with Satan with sinfulness. With selfishness. I am discouraged by division, gossip, hypocrisy, idolatry, and lost faith. I am discouraged by a whole slew of isms like traditionalism in the church, Phariseeism, on the other end of the scale, both in the church and in the government, liberalism and socialism. I am discouraged by COVID by the CDC, the WHO, and even Dr. Fauci. I am discouraged by mainstream media, by social media, and by the corporations who manipulate them. I am discouraged by job losses and by the suffering that is associated with it. I am discouraged by cancer, sorrow, sickness, death, uncertainty, and hopelessness. Wow, aren't you glad you tuned in today? I suspect a lot of those resonate with you or people you care about. And while it is easy to talk about the negative side of all of those things, to read about those things and post about those things, I challenge you as a child of God to square Ongoing personal discouragement from anything on that list with pretty much everything that Jesus taught. Jesus sat on a mountainside and gathered his disciples in a time and place where they had horrific governmental oppression mounting, along with incredible poverty and poor health conditions, and Jesus said, you are blessed and you ought to rejoice and be glad in every situation in me. He said, even if people persecute you, even if they oppress you, which, by the way, wasn't even on my list of 39 things, even then I want you to rejoice and be encouraged. He talked about worry in chapter 6. Jesus said, I don't care if you don't know what you're going to eat for dinner or where you will lay down your head at night. My disciples have found something in the church wherein they can discard those burdens of discouragement and they can live free from worry knowing that I will provide for them. You can easily couple all of those great things that Jesus said with the letters that came after it. The Apostle Paul in Philippians 4 said to rejoice in all things. Again, I will say rejoice, consider the nearness of Jesus, consider the prayerful access to Christ. And then he said in Philippians chapter 4, verses 8 and 9, to dwell on, to set your mind on things that are true and honorable and right and pure and lovely, and of good reputation, things that are excellent, things that are worthy of praise. Think on these things. And if I can just open up to you about this, there have been plenty of occasions in the last 12 months or 12 years when I have dwelt on negative things like Satan and sin or the negative side of things like family members and the church. And while it's okay to think through those things to try to find a way to fix them, that is not a lot of what we see posted to Facebook or spoken from one brother in Christ to another. It's more of a sense of despair and discouragement, and I am convinced that no matter the situation, Jesus' disciples do not live like that. And I am committed to living that belief, and if you are as well, I want to share with you a couple of things today that I know can help. Do you want to become more positive? Do you want to be more in control and patient? Are you looking for a life with more optimism? Our world needs all of those things, and Christians should be at the head of the pack on that, not complaining and arguing and distraught, and then tagging on to the end, well, but Jesus is in control. No, we can do so much better than that. We want to live a life that shows people from the things that we say, and do, and post, and how we live our lives, that Jesus is in control. We are encouraged by Him, no matter what we're facing, and others will be drawn to that, which of course is our mission, to draw people from the negativity and darkness of the world to the light, whom we are to reflect as we rejoice in him. In order to reset that in my life, I had to go back and revisit a couple of ideas from the early days of the Excel Still More podcast, things that worked for me in 2019 that I started to drift away from towards the end of last year, and this year I am recommitted to entirely. And as I share them with you anew today, I will give you the episode reference for them if you would like to go back and get more information. I get asked pretty frequently, Hey Chris, of all the episodes you've done, which are your favorites? And I guess I would have to settle in on two of them from March of 2019. The first one was titled, Level three gratitude, March 25th of 19. And I need you to understand that God's people ought to become great at this. Count blessings. We ought to be the kind of people who can look around us in any situation and at any time and count by name out loud the things that God is doing in our life that are good, the things that are happening in us and around us that are blessings to us. Human beings have a bad habit of standing in a room with 99 good things and just talking about the one they don't like. And while there is time for that, mathematically speaking, there shouldn't be much. We have far too many great things to praise God for. If you are struggling with discouragement, talking about those things, posting about those things, dwelling on those things. It's time to reset your evaluation of the life you're living. What are things that God is doing for you right now? Who are supportive people that God has brought to you and connected you to who have been massive benefits in your walk? It was about that time two years ago that I started developing the Excel Still More journal, which required that every single day, seven days a week, I fill in a section called Level 3 Gratitude, which started with just writing down something I'm thankful for. Put aside every concern and write down one thing that is great in my life, and that simple act is Level 1. Level two in that paragraph is where I would address God in prayer and thank him for it and talk about the ways that he has worked in my life to make it possible. And then level three is a sentence at the end of that section where I write down something that I'm willing to say or do today just to demonstrate to God how truly thankful I am. I have been doing that for 623 consecutive days and it has many times over reset me to the joys of the life that I live when some imperfect element of life around me was seeking to pull me down. I have rededicated myself to not just completing that section, which I do every day, but genuinely dwelling on that thing and carrying it with me all throughout the day, and I really recommend that to you. Now, the things that you talk about, think about, act on, or post about are going to be things that are good, things that relate to what God has done. I don't want to turn this into an ad for the journal, but you can go to excelstillmore.life, and you can order one, but you don't need the journal to get started. You could write it down anywhere, even today. The second thing that will absolutely help and was first shared back in March of 2019 was entitled, Count Your Pronouns. That episode discussed how people reveal where their problem is sourced by the use of their pronouns. When people are always saying I and me and my, and they're revealing that everything that is of value to them Everything worth considering or discussing is about how it relates to them and what it does for them. Number one, you are destined for a life of disappointment because, little ESM newsflash, life isn't about you. It's not about me. It's about where we fit in it and how we serve God through it, but so much discouragement is very much a me-centered principle. I go through in that episode the event where Jesus was preaching about the power of the Holy Spirit, and some guy raised his hand and said, Hey, could you get my brother to give me my money? And Jesus said, Do you think you're what this is all about? And then he told the story of the man who built the barns and then built larger barns. And if you circle the pronouns in that story, it's all about I. I will build barns, I will build larger barns for myself. He said, that guy's going to die and realize it wasn't about him, and all of that will be lost. Pronouns tell the story, or at least they tell who the star of the story is. Does that make sense? I mean, listen, I started with that list of 39 things, but before I read it to you, I began with a phrase that represents our title today. What is the pronoun that kicks off that phrase? Is it, we are discouraged, or God is discouraged? No, it's I. I am discouraged. Let me list for you, post for you, talk about with you things that are happening around me that I don't like. And that's where it's all housed, in me. Self-centered thinking. Now look, I'm not talking about denying the needs that you may have. And I'm not saying that there aren't times and opportunities where it should be about you. Part of giving and receiving means sometimes you need to be the one who receives, and sometimes it needs to be about you and your health. But only so far as you fit into the purposes of God, and your life is about carrying out His plan. In that, there can be no discouragement, no matter what you face or what's happening in our country or how difficult it is, you are able to consider it all joy because you know that in some way it serves the greater will of God, not self, but the Lord. So a great way to overcome discouragement, and I mean, if nothing on the list of 39 things ever changed, you still could overcome discouragement, is just assessing your language. Which pronoun is being used the most? Who is this all about? Who is being considered? And the less it's you and the more it's others or God or something greater, the better off you will be. That's not easy. I mean, you are at the center of every experience you've ever had. But it is the secret. At least it's half the secret. Because when our pronouns change away from self and we count blessings, not just our own. But blessings for anyone and in any way that we see in this life, everything changes. To help with that, let me finish with the old preacher adage, which I think is a great one, of living with joy, J-O-Y. How do you live with more joy in your life? First of all, you consider Jesus. Count the blessings associated with Jesus. Consider Jesus And what he has done and who he is. And then look at others. Count the blessings from others and in the lives of others. And consider their needs and how you can service them. And then yourself. Jesus, others, and then yourself. Your needs and concerns. But not first. And not in and of themselves. But a part of something greater. So here is a surefire strategy to overcome any kind of discouragement. Count the blessings in your life. Change the pronouns away from self-centeredness. Consider Jesus. Consider others. And then yourself. This will certainly help you turn everything around the next time you're tempted to say, I am discouraged. Thank you so much for joining in today. If you enjoyed this program, consider sharing it with your family and your friends. As always, you can go to excelstillmore.life to sign up for the email, order the three-month journal, or just catch up on old episodes. And also, if you are looking for financial advice or future planning, give John Cunningham a call today, 205-913-1720. And remember this, whatever you choose to do today, in the name of the Lord Jesus, excel still more.